Time for us to have a little chat with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. And Vaughn, it sounds like the good times have been happening in Victoria, given what we heard from Victoria Police over the weekend. Yes, uh, it's pretty disturbing, actually. The, the Victoria Police uh, put up a roadblock, a waterfront, uh, just after midnight on the weekend. And uh, they had to shut it down after two hours, 2 a.m. Sunday because uh, they caught so many people that they didn't have enough officers to process them all, and the paperwork was starting to overwhelm them. So, I mean, there's two things there. The first is just that (laughs) there's a bunch of people that still didn't get all the messaging around drunk driving, but it also highlights a significant problem with policing in the provincial capital. Um, Stats Can came out with a report uh, it keeps statistics on severe crime, and it found that Victoria's index is way up. Victoria's index, and this is a comparative index, so um, it's almost double, better than double, actually, the uh, the entire capital region. So the city of Victoria has a big problem. And the police chief in Victoria, Del Manic, has come out and said, look, uh, we're short-staffed here. We don't have enough staff to deal with the crime problem in the capital region. So you know where he's coming from. That's his job to highlight these things. But it's he's calling for regional police force, as is the mayor of Victoria, Lisa Helps. Yeah, this has been an ongoing issue for the last few years. I seem to remember, wasn't there several times where... In Saanich and in Victoria, um, requests for essentially more officers were, were turned down? Yeah. I mean, it's nothing like what we've seen in some of our neighboring cities south of the border where the councils got completely caught up in the defund the police movement and actually defunded the police. And Seattle and Portland are now going, hey, we've got a crime wave. Who would have thought if you reduce the size of the police force, cut its budget, you're going to get more crime? That doesn't... For some ideologues out there, Simi, it just doesn't add up. Didn't compute. Uh, yeah, that's not the big issue here. There hasn't been anything serious on that. It's it's a, a long-standing problem in the provincial capital region, and Mayor Helps put it well. If we were to start from scratch to set up policing in the entire metro region, the capital region around Victoria, we would not set up 12 different police forces with 12 different approaches, but that's what we have. Um, Victoria is a small place in terms of population, but it has big city crime problems to some degree. And as a, and so the, the view in Victoria is, well, we should have a single regional force so we spread resources around, put them where they need to be. Well, of course, if you're a mayor or a councillor, semi or property tax payer in one of these neighboring municipalities, you're going, well, why should I pay for more police to police Victoria? I, I like the fact that my local police force polices my local community. There was, semi a merger of police forces between Victoria and Esquimalt. Right. And there's the problem. Esquimalt's mayor is going, hey, we don't have a significant spike in our crime index. It's Victoria. And she argues that Esquimalt's already paying more for policing services to Victoria than it needs in terms of police. So uh, this is one where, unless the provincial government steps in and says, merge those police forces because it will, you know, improve policing in the capital region. Um, we're not, it's not going to happen. And hey, uh, the provincial government, um, it has 
all of the members in the provincial capital region, except for the one that's represented by Adam Olson of the Greens. And you really want to pick a fight with all your local ratepayers by ordering the amalgamation of police forces when it's yeah. mainly going to help one place, Victoria, and not do much to help except cost more everywhere else. Uh, we're also going to talk about COVID-19 this morning. Today is walk-in Wednesday. We're talking to the health minister coming up a little bit later, but let's hope a lot of people take this offer up. Yeah, this is uh, this better work, and um, you're going to be saying, thinking, well, what happens if it doesn't? I mean, let's be optimistic and hope that walk-in Wednesday has makes a serious dent in vaccination rates around British Columbia because it really needs to happen. I think uh, yesterday's numbers uh, out of uh, the long weekend, um, well, you know, our colleague Keith Balry had it on the Global News last night, a huge increase, an explosion in cases. This thing isn't over yet. It is true that most of the new cases are in one region, the interior, but um, there's there's concerns elsewhere. We had, uh, you know, a blitz of people come to Vancouver Island on the weekend because there were no wildfires and cases were low. Uh, they're going to be monitoring those numbers. Um, we still have unvaccinated problems around the province and the Delta variant. And I saw that uh, we had uh, Dr. Henry saying yesterday that the Lambda variant has arrived here. So that's the one that was first identified in South America. I almost called it the Lambada variant, Simi, as if they'd run out of letters in the Greek alphabet and started naming variants after dance crazes. But uh, <laughs> Lambda it is. I don't know how many letters there are left in the Greek alphabet. But seriously, right. we're still getting variants. And the initial evidence on the Lambda variant is that it may be more communicable than the Delta. And, uh, well, there's some evidence out of Japan concerns that it may also be more vaccine-resistant. We don't have definitive on that. Dr. Henry said it's still just a variant of interest, not a full-blown variant of concern. But Isn't that what they said about the Delta variant? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the same thing is, are we headed for a fourth wave? Well, pessimists like me think, yes, we are, but I'm not obviously an epidemiologist. I can only point out that we were slow to recognize the second wave. We were slow to recognize the third wave. We've done well in other ways, but yeah, uh, we could be headed for a fourth wave. Uh, what what happens if uh, walk-in Wednesday doesn't work? A couple of things that I think are in the offing. I think patience with the unvaccinated is running out. I think our government will be able to say, you know, they tried everything to get voluntary compliance and carrots uh, for getting vaccinated, I think we may be headed, and you know, not for not too long, in the direction of well, we've seen it elsewhere, right? Places like San Francisco, New York. You want to get into a bar, you want to get into a nightclub, you want to do lots of social things publicly. You're going to need a vaccine passport. Businesses are going to be able to turn you away if you don't have one. It does seem to be like, especially with these big companies, you and I talked about this yesterday, Tyson Foods announced yesterday yep. that they said that only 50% of their workforce was fully vaccinated. And I thought oh, that's a shockingly low number when you consider how, uh, how vulnerable those, the meat processing plants were during the pandemic. Very much. And Dr. Henry, Henry was asked about this yesterday. She was doing the welfare thing, but she got asked about this and, and she, she, she said a couple of things. Um, 
the first thing she said was she doesn't support the idea of vaccine passports at the provincial level. And I think that's partly a view that Canada's mixed up enough on stuff. It, it, a single national approach would be warranted. Uh, and I would add that you may not get one before a federal election. Um, the other thing she said was they don't support the idea of you have to be double vaccinated in order to access public services. I can see that. But she did say that businesses in non-essential services where rights and privileges are part of the story, um, she's got no problem with that. So I think that's where we're headed. And the other thing, it'd be interesting to know what Dick says about this, uh, Simi. Um, What about booster shots? So Dr. Tam said yesterday uh, that she wasn't ruling out the likelihood that we would go the way they are. Israel is the best example uh, of booster shots. Israel has decided uh, that uh, there'll be a third uh, booster of Pfizer coming. Uh, they're doing it already, and the reason they're doing it is because there's some evidence that after time, and remember Israel started vaccinating before heavily before most places, uh, they're seeing some evidence that, you know, the vaccine um, effectiveness of the antibodies it creates um, don't last forever. So that's the argument for a booster shot. Um, I think controversial here, but it was very interesting to hear Dr. Tam yesterday say, no, we're not there yet, but we're not ruling it out here in Canada. I asked Dr. Henry about this yesterday because we had her on the show, and she also said that. She said that they're keeping a close eye on that research, and she was leaning more towards... Definitely people with kind of uh, compromised immune systems having to get that shot. that's sort of the way we went here anyway, right? I mean, we we prioritized people, um, we prioritized long-term care, we prioritized vulnerable population, we prioritized people with uh, vulnerable pre-existing conditions. So all of that is the way we've approached it in the past. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way we go, but I also wouldn't be surprised, you know, if we, as we approach phase four of our reopening, if the, if the government were to start to say, Hey, we did everything to get the infection rate down, the vaccination rate up voluntarily, we did everything and it still hasn't gotten us there because This new variant, the Delta variant, is more communicable. It means herd immunity is higher. And we're now going to have to start to look at, you call it disincentives. Mm -hmm. They won't call it stick to carrot, but that's sort of, I still think that's where we're headed. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.